Welcome back to this special mini series on all things leadership. This is the last installment of this three-part series where I sit down with Dave Casulo of Dinelli Partners and Rock City Development to discuss what makes our community here in central New York special. We both share our perspectives, a little bit about our background and also ways that you can re-engage within the community so that you can feel more a part of what is happening. Because when you have a sense of agency and belonging where you live, everything changes. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this special mini series on what makes Central New York special and how the leader that you are and the leader that you are becoming can create much more of an impact than you ever imagined. Welcome to So To Speaks The Closet series. I'm your host, Christy Mandor. As an energy leadership and mindset coach, I work with high achieving, overthinking, established and emerging leaders and entrepreneurs to support them in getting out of their heads and back into their lives. I believe that by strengthening your emotional intelligence, rediscovering your core values and boosting your mindset, you have hit the jackpot trifecta of being well on your way to feeling more relieved, reset, and ready to bring your whole self back into the world. My hope is that by listening in on each episode, you leave feeling reconnected with yourself with possibly even a shift in perspective that supports you along the way. Because sometimes the smallest spaces allow the biggest insights to emerge. I'm glad you're here. Welcome back, everybody. So this is the third of our three-part mini-series that I am doing here with my friend Dave Cusulo of Dinelli Partners and Rock City Development. We created this three-part series from conversations that Dave and I have had consistently, and we were like, you know what, let's just throw this out there for other people to be a fly in the wall to these conversations. So a lot of our conversations are ones that we've already had off camera through conversation over the last few months. And we're like, you know what, let's record this so we can share this insight with other people and keep the conversation going with you and with the people in your world. So the main overarch here is about leadership, whether you are an established leader, an emerging leader, an entrepreneur, and how you can take information and implement it into your life so that you can put it to action. The first of the three-part series was on influence. So if you did not listen to that yet, I'll put the link in the show notes and definitely catch that because they they can stand alone, each of these mini series, but they do scaffold. And we referenced the previous uh, conversations as well. So the first one was influence. The second one was builders. And I'm going to leave it at that because I feel like a lot of people may not, you may not know when you think of the word builder, we go really in depth on what that means and what it looks like. And today we're going to be focused on a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts. What makes central New York communities special? Dave and I both were born and bred here. We both left the area. We both came back to the area and we're drawn back to the area for different reasons. 
And we're going to share our perspective of maybe reaffirming what you already know if you're listening in, or maybe giving you a totally fresh perspective that will have you have a, new, a renewed and refound appreciation for Central New York or wherever, whatever community that you live in that may be comparable to Central New York. Dave, welcome back. Great to be back. I love our time together, as I always say, and um, I'm really excited about today's topic, too. This is what it's about for you. This is like where, I mean, I was saying that the other topics scaffold on this, but I feel like this is really your foundation of how, what you created with both your businesses. Yeah, community is really at the core of uh, my three circles and the nexus of those three circles. And it, it has been an evolution, but I am really crystal clear on it being where my focus and any leadership talent that I can bring to bear is uh, focused on driving value for the rest of my productive life, frankly. And, um, you know, the reason you, you mentioned it in your introductory comments, Christy, that, you know, both of us born and raised here, I married my high school sweetheart. Um, we've had fantastic lives together and um, we've traveled for my career. And there's always been an you know, an eye-opening, interesting learning experience wherever we've been, Cincinnati, Boston, and uh, our career, my career has taken me in places globally that I've always enjoyed learning and experiencing, um, Southeast Asia, Africa, South America, Europe, etc. I think it's important to say that along the way, there was this sort of percolating sense that where Lori and I were brought up, there's a difference. And it began it became very important to us to sort of start to identify, you know, what are we seeing and feeling uh, that is not resonating with what we um, have learned is part of where we come from. And so when our children decided to stay here in central New York and uh, they started to be blessed with their own children, uh, it was time to come home. And our idea was, let's come back to the area, central New York, specifically Little Falls, uh, and let's apply ourselves and our privileged resources that we were able to gain over time uh, to those people here that we so love and respect within the community of Little Falls to start and then hopefully more broadly as it ripples out. And it became clear that the difference that, you know, we had felt was there but never could really understand or clarify is this. Uh, the communities like Little Falls that make up Central New York are special because they're made up of people who I call grassroots leaders. These are authentic, genuine, caring people that take an interest in others and do something about that, not because of the money, obviously, not because of prestige. They do it because they care about them and it, meaning our communities or some aspect of our communities that's really important to them. And they apply themselves in ways to try to help. This is no more obvious 
than when there's a crisis. You know, God forbid somebody's house burns down, there's a fatality that was tragic and unexpected. Uh, communities like Little Falls, regardless of our differences, and I mean our differences, whether it's political, religious, uh, ethnic, uh, social, emotional, social, economic, uh, it doesn't matter. When there's a, a, a crisis, everybody rises in the community and moves to help in any way that they can and are able. That to me is a litmus test for the kinds of basic qualities of the communities here in central New York that really matter. And I'm not, I'm not saying that places I went before, like Cincinnati and Boston, didn't have that, but it was different. It was different in the context of people really have a sense of belonging to the community and to each other here that is neighborly, uh, that is value-based, uh, and that is born of, I think, a history of values that evolved over many generations. You know, this was an industrial area for a long time where people's work ethic was created. I come from a long line of uh, people who worked in the factories and, and, and worked hard. My father was a World War II vet, you know, very dutiful man. Uh, you know, we had a roof over our head, we had food on our table, we had clothes on our back. I didn't think we needed anything or wanted for anything. Um, I've become a very dutiful person. These are the kinds of things that I, I think the values that are part of this area and that infiltrate our, our own being make this special. And one of the things I love about Central New York is if you come back and you boldly present yourself as somebody who thinks they can help and steps up, if you're not authentic, if your actions don't match your words, if you're not integrous in uh, action, uh, people will dismiss you out of hand. You're a phony. And I love that about this area. I, 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 I say it boldly, and I don't mean to dismiss anybody because I believe everybody has value. But I really believe that leaders here in this area, and I call them grassroots, um, who are what I describe as authentic, genuine, caring, leaders who uh, act for the good will of others and for others uh, are really what blesses us here in central New York. And, and that's the essence of the, of the difference in the communities here. Totally. And, and I, I love how you just weaved in when you were saying about the inauthenticity and to be able to be with an integrity it goes right back to our two previous conversations. So if you are someone who's listening, who's kind of like, oh, you know, I may have overpromised and underdelivered, or I may go back to the insight and the application that we offered in influence, like define what is your purpose for contributing? What is your intention? What do you want to be influencing? If you can get super clear on that, I promise you there is something in our community that is needing you, that is calling for you. So maybe you were in one sector and you really wanted to be working with animals or you wanted to be working with the elderly or you wanted to be working at the refugee center, like whatever, but just to get very clear on what it is that you want to influence in our community. And then you move into building from there. And then from there, you are contributing to continuing to make Central New York special. 
So it all leads. I want to just play that out because it's such a natural progress. And then it circles, right? Like it just circles back around uh, for you to be able to then do it again and then do it again. And then all of a sudden you're the one that people are looking at and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize because you weren't doing it for that, right? Like you weren't doing, that's what we were talking about in the first conversation to differentiate influencers from really being someone of influence. The, the piece about central New York, I love because we come from such different worlds. Like my, I grew up in New Hartford. My grandfather was a doctor. My father was a doctor yet still the through line is that generous giving, right? It's just, it's the generous giving. And that's what you were saying before you said it in the longer form conversation that we had when you were a guest on the podcast about the Stuart test, right? The Stuart's store, how you would just see some guy who just looked like he came off of a crane, you know, maybe he was building something and he was putting together um, a, one of the amazing buildings within our area. And, he, you know, he holds the door open. You guys know each other's first names. He walks in, he's got work boots on. There's not a question. It doesn't matter if you're in a three-piece suit and he's not or vice versa. And it's the same type of feel. There is that sense of generosity and of giving, which again, goes back to what we were talking about in the first part of this, which is you can feel when there is a generous nature and when there is a take nature, right? So the the add-on that I'll say about the Central New York community specifically is that I also had moved out of the area. I moved back to the area and there are always going to be people who are naysayers about where they live. And then it's in the, you know, and then you have a question of like, well, then why do you live here? But then at the same time, if you're open to it, there's many stories behind that, right? Like there's, then you have compassion, you're open to it to understand that the naysayer may have more behind it than they kind of let at face value. The second piece to that is when you start paying attention to how you can contribute and how you can influence and, and make our area even better, you will be surprised at who you end up finding yourself surrounded by. That was one piece that I thought of when we were talking about this is many people may have already heard that you're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. So look around, like really look around and see who am I spending time with? Who am I spending time with? And if you're cringing a little bit, or if you're having a moment, like, you know, I feel really drained around that person. doesn't mean you have to cut it off completely. It just means maybe you may want to start just turning yourself a little bit more of a degrees another way and start looking for those people who do light you up and who are making impact in our community and reach out to them, connect with them, whether it starts on social media, whether it starts on setting up a uh, a conversation with them so that you can find a way in to contribute from a place that is from authentic influence. Any thoughts there, Dave? No, I love, I love how you um, take the concept and apply it in a way that I think is helpful to each individual. Uh, because I think the vast majority of the people that choose to stay here, choose to live here, have lived here and choose to come back here is the fact that they have within them the ability to contribute in some way that is important to the health of the area. I think in a lot of ways, we're suffering from the lagging results of COVID uh, and a lot of what you know happened globally to try to help us navigate COVID, whether it's an enormous national debt 
that is in part the result of the government trying to, you know, just basically throw money into the economy to help people survive, uh, whether it's, you know, the lingering effects of the actual disease itself that has affected people mentally, whether it's uh, mental health overall that has been really emerging as a crisis situation. Um, I think we tend to get caught up in all of that in a way that makes us forget what we, you and I have described is fundamentally different about this area. And the reason why you and I feel it's so important and valuable to be here and contribute in ways that we can. Uh, so as leaders, I think we have to try to stay above it, um, try to lead with our hearts, um, lead with gifting in mind to help others in ways that we are gifted ourselves to do and to try to do that better every day. And to a point that we made in one of the earlier podcasts, that will help to reveal, you know, what is truly our nexus, our impassioned vision of where we can help and, and why. And if we continue to behave in a way that brings us down that path, eventually we're going to not only find where we can make the biggest difference and exercise our gifts to do so, uh, but along the way, we will have helped hopefully enough people that it creates a bigger, a bigger uh, result, right? Yeah, a ripple, absolutely. And then to add to that too, you're also going to meet people, all of a sudden you're gonna look and not just the people who you're, you're supporting and you're helping, you're going to look next to you left, right. And you're going to see that actually there are people beside you who are like-minded, who see similar perspectives. And so again, power in numbers, power in numbers. And, and two pieces that are action-wise that are really more of a mental perspective shift that Dave just shared and, and I had shared previously is if you're in a place where you're not liking what you're seeing, that's awesome. That's wonderful. Because on the flip side of not liking what you're seeing is what you want to see. So now you're able to then say, oh, I don't like that. This is how this part of our community is terrific. So what would you rather see? And yeah, it's super cheesy to, to share the Gandhi quote, but it's true. Be the change you want to see. So if you don't like what you're seeing, do something that can be one small action you can take. Again, it could be a phone call. It could be reaching out to someone who's already somehow involved in that in a way. And you're like, you know, I've noticed that this is happening. Would you be willing to jump on a phone call for 20 minutes and just talk about how I can get involved? Chances are that person is going to say, yes, how you can get involved. Totally. We need another pair of hands to help. We'd love your perspective. The other, and it's a similar action, but from a different perspective, if you are overwhelmed, by what you're seeing in the news. And you may lean more anxious minded, a little bit, maybe more chicken little, and you can feel like this overwhelm between global and also just communal what's happening in the world. One of the best ways that I have heard consistently to minimize stress and anxiety is to have agency over your action and find one small way that you can act that is benefiting whatever population your heart bleeds for the most. 
So without, without getting swept up in it and like, oh my gosh, like what the heck's happening in the world? Lean into one population, one area that you feel, you know what, I can totally get behind this and make one small action. It's one small action. Just like Dave was saying, all of a sudden you're, you're moving towards this, you're getting intentional. And then you look and you see the people that you are actually working to make an impact for being impacted. The people beside you, all of a sudden there's more people beside you. It's one small action. So take that one small action, put that to practice and see what happens. Something will happen that may totally blow your mind. Dave, anything else you want to add on before we close out this, this series? Yeah, no, I, I think we've covered it. The one thing I love about that last piece of advice is that you're telling our listeners and frankly me, which I always um, benefit from these programs as much as I hope the listeners do, um, to look outward, right? To strive to help another, uh, to um, sometimes we get too myopic about our own um, problems, our own issues, and uh, it kind of spirals downward, continues to pull us deeper inside ourselves. And in the worst case scenarios, the woe is me's start, you know, evolving. Um, it's been your experience, I'm sure, and, and definitely mine too, that if we can pull ourselves courageously out of that for the moment and seek to uh, identify a need that outside of ourselves, we can help address, and there's so many, um, then that downward spiral is not only stopped, it's reversed. And you tend to be blessed with a new um, awakening through and because of those actions that, you know, really starts to gain momentum for you in, a, in the positive direction, right? A hundred percent. And to close this out, I love how this is full circle. So the first that I'll say is if you are someone who feels a little bashful or a little overwhelmed by reaching out to somebody cold, volunteer. There are so many opportunities. And I've heard, and I used to work in career, career coaching. And I tell you, there are so many opportunities that come from volunteering. And it's not, not saying that you're doing it for a career mode move. And if you are, that's okay too. Like to get out there, to learn more about how can I give? And also how can I contribute from a place that I, like, I actually could do this for work. That that's what, where I'm leaning. Like that can give you more of, um, more of like a, a dipping your toe in because there are people who may feel a little bit less comfortable with reaching out to somebody. So if that's the case, volunteer for sure. But the full circle moment here is that this is a story. So if you're someone who is sitting there like, how do I reach out? And then you end up doing it. All of a sudden, you'll see this momentum happening from reaching out and not having it go that swirl in and down that Dave was just talking about. And all of a sudden, you're in that place of sharing your story of influence. So cool. Very cool. It's awesome. Well, thank you, Dave, so much. This was so, this was so fun. I hope people, I hope that you all, whoever's hope that you all are able to take at least one. I feel like we gave you a ton within the last three episodes, but at least taking one, putting it to action, definitely let me know what you've put to action and how it has worked or challenges that you faced. I'm going to put my email down below. You can DM 
me or Dave on LinkedIn. You can connect with Dave. Also, I'll put his information down below. If, you, if you're really wanting to navigate this a bit from some of the pieces of advice that we gave out in each of the episodes, and you just really don't know where to start, reach out to us. We are more than happy to speak to you and to give you some sense of direction. So please do not hesitate to do that. Uh, Dave, again, thank you so much for your wisdom. It's always such a pleasure. The pleasure is mine. Thank you, Christy. And thank, thank you to all your listeners. Awesome. I know your time is valuable. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the closet series. I would be so grateful if you could go ahead and leave a review wherever you're listening right now so that it helps other people learn about the series as well. And if you have any questions on the topics of emotional intelligence or mindset that you would like to have me answer on the podcast, please send them in to me without hesitation because chances are there is at least out of 8 billion people in the world, at least one other person who could really feel relief, feel ready, and feel recharged to get the answer from your question. So go ahead and send those in with the email subject line, Closet Series Q&A at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y, at so to speak, S-O-W-T-O-S-P-E-A-K.com. I'll see you next week.